This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, June 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. A very good chance for China deal, says Trump. Japan deal possible in a few months. Union demands USDA slow relocation. Trump. China very much wants to talk. President Donald Trump is going out of his way to raise expectations for his meeting plan for next week with Chinese President Xi Jinping at the G20 summit. Trump announced the meeting in a tweet yesterday morning, later brought up the subject with reporters as he was heading to Florida. Trump, who said he had a long talk with Xi on the phone yesterday morning, said China very much wants to discuss the future, and so do we. Trump said that he thinks the U.S. and China, quote, have a very good chance of working out a trade agreement and that some lower-level discussions would begin today. He said, I think China wants to make a deal. They don't like tariffs. A lot of companies are leaving China in order to avoid the tariffs. Lighthizer woos Democrats for USMCA. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is back on Capitol Hill today, this time to talk to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. We'll be watching for an idea of which way Democrats are leaning on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement and how far Lighthizer indicates the administration is willing to go to address their concerns. Yesterday, Lighthizer bent over backwards to assure Democrats on the Senate Finance Committee that he was hearing and addressing their concerns, both about enforcing labor rules in Mexico and about whether the trade pact would hamstring efforts to lower pharmaceutical prices. Lighthizer was almost effusive on his praise for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, saying she was working with the White House to address concerns about the USMCA with her caucus. She has been cooperating, quote, exactly as you would hope she would be, Lighthizer said. Now, take note, Lighthizer said relatively little about the state of negotiations with China, but he sounded optimistic on talks with Japan, which he said would continue on the sidelines of the G20 meeting. Lighthizer said he hoped to have a deal on agriculture trade within the next few months. Looking ahead, the Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade has set a hearing for next Tuesday focused specifically on USMCA labor issues. Now, for more on Lighthizer and the state of the Trump trade policy and the problems with the US-EU impasse, plus a look at the decision facing USDA with regard to cover crops, Be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes today. House Democrats to advance biodiesel extension. The Ways and Means Committee will vote Thursday on a tax bill that would revive expired biofuel tax credits and extend them through 2020, including the dollar-a-gallon tax credit for biodiesel. That and the dollar-and-a-penny credit for second-generation biofuels lapsed after 2017. Keep in mind, the bill can't pass the GOP-controlled Senate in its current form because the Democratic measure offsets the cost of extending those and other tax incentives by reducing estate tax exemptions starting in 2023, three years earlier than scheduled under the 17 tax law. Analysts with Clearview Energy Partners say the bill appears to be a starting point for negotiations with the Republican-controlled Senate that may likely stretch through the summer. The tax extenders could be added to a must-pass spending bill later in the year, including whatever is needed to keep the government funded into fiscal 2020. Kurt Koviak, the vice president of federal affairs for the National Biodiesel Board, welcomed the House bill. He said the industry has been very vocal in asking for policy certainty 
that has proven success in supporting industry growth over the years. Union seeks delay in ERS relocation. The union representing the Economic Research Service employees wants to delay relocation of the agency to Kansas City until it has finished bargaining. In a demand-to-bargain letter sent Tuesday to Chris Grondendalski, a U.S. Labor Relations Officer, American Federation of Government Employees Special Assistant Peter Winch proposed a freeze on all individual relocation decisions until after bargaining is complete. AFGE wants ERS to conduct the civil rights impact analysis focused on the impact on employees who have dedicated their lives to the agency but don't have college degrees and may not be able to find jobs at the same salaries they are making now. In addition, AFGE has proposed that employees who want to relocate be detailed to the National Capital Region for 90 days after their relocation date, which is now September 30th. In addition, those who wish to move should be allowed to telecommute for a year. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue announced last week that he had chosen the Kansas City region as the new home for both ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. But USDA has not leased office space yet, making it difficult for employees who wish to relocate to start looking for homes. Keep in mind, according to AFGE, if USDA refuses to negotiate, the union's recourse is to claim an unfair labor practice, sending the issue to the Federal Labor Relations Authority. NIFA employees voted last week to unionize, but their vote hasn't been certified yet. Fed settle charges over states' snap fraud. The South Dakota consultant linked to the widespread falsification of quality control data in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program has agreed to pay the government $751,571 to resolve allegations against her and her firm. Julie Osnes and her firm coached the state agencies on how to lower their error rates so that their states could qualify for bonuses from, from USDA. Error rates rose sharply in many states after the practices were discovered, and the 2018 Farm Bill subsequently eliminated the bonus program. The Justice Department has reached settlements with three of the states involved, including Virginia, Wisconsin, and Alaska, for a total of more than $17 million. Here's today's He Said It. It is a remarkably better agreement, even given the fact that agriculture did relatively well under the old agreement. Vet U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer comparing the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement to the North American Free Trade Agreement that it would replace. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, June 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.